Get ready, get ready. This is the Buffalo Down Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icor and Alex Jones. And we got a Welcome back for another edition here of the BuffaloDown.com podcast. Brad the Bruiser, right corner, and Alex Jones. Happy to be joining you here as it's been a little uh, while since our last podcast here, and uh, a lot has happened uh, with our Buffalo Bills. First thing first, the, the drought ended, and I don't know where you were. Um, we were, you know, watching the Dolphin game, but we were flipping over to the Baltimore-Cincinnati game, and I said a little prayer right on that fourth down play. Andy Dalton connects for the touchdown and just went absolutely ballistic. My friend's house, so we were all, all Bills fans there, and we were just going insane, jumping around, screaming. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, the season comes to an end in Jacksonville. A 10-3 loss. Uh, Tyrod goes out with a concussion. Nate Peterman can't save the day. A uh, couple of frustrating things. The offense never really got clicking. They had the ball like on the two-yard line and ran a pass play and got called for offensive pass interference, and they had to settle for three. So, I mean, a little bit frustrating in the playoff game, but the fact that the drought is over, I think now that the Buffalo Bills can really work on building a future now that that monkey is off their back. Yeah, I completely agree. It stops all those past, you know, all those terrible questions like, oh, you know, you guys constantly basically just it gets rid of that just annoying that annoying itch that follows the team around. So we dive into the offseason now, and the question is, what did the Buffalo Bills do at quarterback? And uh, I heard the buzz, Alex Smith, Alex Smith, and Lo and behold, he's uh, going to end up going to the Redskins once it's able to be formally announced. So Alex Smith is off the table. Who are some veterans right now that you would identify as maybe someone to uh, be a placeholder here? Is I think, in my opinion, they should draft a quarterback, but might want to have a veteran in there to hold the reins. And uh, I don't think that veteran is going to be Tyrod Taylor. I honestly think it should be Tyrod. Uh, there's no quarterback other than Kirk Cousins, but to be honest, Kirk Cousins isn't going to be worth the money you pay him. Like that's just the truth. The money you pay Kirk Cousins will will probably be cut in two, three years. And so, in all honesty, uh, paying him that money now just doesn't does it's not a smart move. Um, I don't want any of the Minnesota quarterbacks, Teddy Bridgewater, with the, unless you can get Teddy Bridgewater for seriously cheap. Uh, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't take a shot on him. I don't think it's anywhere close to worth it. Uh, Sam Bradford, uh, no, thank you. Um, Case Keenum, I think, only works in that offense. Um, to be honest, he's kind of shown. Um, I mean, I'd like to be proven wrong. It's a great story, but to be honest, I, I, I don't think Case Keenum works excels outside that offense. All right, those uh, are the two other names that I had outside of Kirk Cousins there. So, uh, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up. So maybe. Tyron for one more year? Yeah, that's what I'm honestly thinking might be the smartest thing um, is Tyron for one more year and then uh, really just draft. Put, well, here's the thing, too. We're going to have roughly $29 million in um, in roughly $29 million in salary cap. And so um, I, I think that, I mean, with other with other things we can cut when we can rework we'll probably have enough money where we could go after a bunch of free agents and i think it's smarter to use your free agent money on parts outside of quarterback fair enough 
We'll have to see. I know they have a hold of Phil. I know they're talking Ryan Groy to replace uh, um, Mr. Wood here, who uh, is presumably going to retire there with a uh, neck injury that cannot be treated by rehab or by surgery. So with Eric Wood gone, I think some depth would help at on the offensive line. I don't think Cordy Glenn's the answer. Uh, he was so injury-prone this year. Uh, Deion Dawkins really filled the role quite nicely that I think it's time to move on from him. But looking at Tyrod Taylor, the problem I have is I want, I don't know, I liked him his first year. I bought into the hype. I got a jersey. I was all sold with Tyrod Taylor. Second year, about the same. Third year, about the same. Uh, I, I never saw him, you know, go beyond the plateau. I feel like he, you know, he was decent. He rid the storm relatively well, but I felt like he hit his plateau and he never grew beyond it. I would agree with that. I think that's a safe assessment of Tyrod. Um, I also think this year he was handicapped by an offensive coordinator who was jamming a square peg into a round hole. You know, Tyrod's best when you let him have space, when you give him a funky playbook. He looked, to be honest, he looked good under Anthony Lynn and under uh, Greg Roman, you know. He looked very serviceable. So I just think it's one of those things where I, I think this year he was hamstrung by a bad OC. And in all honesty, I think, too, it, it, it's just one of those times I think Tyrod just didn't have a good year. Um, I think he was getting pressure off the right side a ton. And so I think he got a little gun shy. And in all honesty, if this new OC comes in, Brian Dable, and really gives him the and you know gives him the reins and says, listen, we're going to tailor this offense around you or whoever comes in. I think that would be a smart decision. All right, so let's say Tyrod Taylor is a quarterback of now. Who do you identify going into the draft as a quarterback of the future for the Buffalo Bills? Um, I really like um, I, I like a lot of guys. I'm a big Darnell guy. I'm big, I like Sam Darnell. Um, if let's say things go according to plan and uh, Josh Allen gets taken by the Browns and uh, Rosen doesn't get past the Giants. I think Sam Darnell would be a great fit for Buffalo. He's sort of one of those guys that really is just, um, he's sort of just a, like the truest football guy. Like all he does is he thinks about football. He loves football. He lives football. You know, really everything that like you think about when you think about a classic quarterback, just really like almost obsessed with the game. Um, he, uh, he does that everything right he does everything smart like he's not going to be a guy getting in trouble off field he's not going to be a guy doing dumb stuff off the field i i think he is the safest pick at quarterback for buffalo all right well the buffalo bills looking towards the draft this year with two first round draft picks picking 22nd and 23rd with the pick they acquired from the kansas city chiefs and with that in mind i think it's you know very you know, viable that they could trade up. I say you package those first two picks there, and you could probably throw in they have two second round picks um, that they could easily put together a package that they could move into the top five if they need to. Yeah, I think also that's where Cordy Glenn may come into uh, play. I think he's going to be trade bait. Um, his contract's pretty good for a left tackle, and in all honesty, he, you know, he, he yes, he had the injury this year, but. He had surgery for it. He's looking really, they say he's looking good. He's done, you know, gone through everything. And if he passes somebody else's physicals, like, why not? I, I don't see why not a team, I don't see why a team wouldn't, 
you know, if when he's healthy, he's a top five left tackle. All right, so you point out, you know, very early here that you're not sold on some of the three free potential free agency quarterbacks, whether it be Case Keenum, Sam Bradford, or uh, Kirk Cousins. So with that in mind, who do you want Buffalo to target in the free agency market this offseason? Uh, well, there's a few guys, um, you know, that would probably fit well. Uh, Daquan Jones, uh, depends. Uh, he played for the Titans past few years, would probably come in and be a starter at defensive tackle. Um, maybe Star Latulate. I mean, he's a, he's a big run-stuffing guy. Um, if you can get him at the right price, he would. I feel like he would be a steal. Um, he could be that, you know, that nose tackle, that, that sort of position Darius got, you know, left behind. Um, let's see. Um, just trying to think of. I'm trying to think of head. wide receivers trying to hit the open market this year. Uh, just looking uh, at their yeah, own. Matthews if, is if, the if answer. Jack, if Jack Muhort um, from the Colts doesn't retire, um, I think he would be a good fit. He's a good, he's a really good guard. I mean, it will depend mm-hmm. on how healthy he is. He had a bad injury. Um, but it'll depend on how healthy he is. But if he's healthy, uh, I think Jack Muhort could be somebody who could, you know, make a big difference for the Bills um, at guard. And um, oh, what's um, Fleming? Uh, Fleming from the Patriots. I doubt the Patriots let him go. Um, but if they do end up letting him go, I think Fleming could be a great addition to fill our right tackle uh, hole. He's only 24 years old. He has a bunch of starts, you know. Um, in all honesty, I think he could be a great guy going forward to fill the right tackle slot that we need so desperately fill. Is there anyone that at least you can think of right now at the wide receiver? Because I just said, you know, I don't think Jordan Matthews is the answer this year. His contract's up after this year. I don't think Buffalo resigns him. Uh, he was injury prone. Uh, granted, we didn't have a great offensive coordinator, but I don't think uh, he was used right. I don't think he was a good fit. You have Kelvin Benjamin coming back. Deontay Thompson, if they resign him, I thought he was, you know, decent this year. And, uh, you know, Zay Jones, not a great rookie year, but he can't get any worse. I think he can build that. You know, maybe we can see something out of Zay Jones. But who do you target at wide receiver this offseason? Because I think that definitely is a position of need, especially if they're going to dra- draft a rookie quarterback. Yeah, I think um, Kamar Aiken may be one. Trell Pryor didn't have a good year, uh, but I think he could be somebody that you go after. Um, I'm trying to think speed guys that are available. There's not that many speed guys available. That's really what we need. In all honesty, Brad, I think the smartest thing to do, I mean, we'll touch on this later when we hit our mock draft, um, but I think the smartest thing to do would be package our first first uh, first round picks this year and then our first round pick next year. Um, And uh, I think that's the smartest thing is really do, uh, you know, Package those two picks and then our first rounder next year and um, try to get um, one of those top flight guys. Um, because in the second round, you could get a guy like Christian Kirk, who uh, would be a good fit for what we're looking for out of a, out of a, a wide receiver. All right, at this time, we're going to go ahead and take a break. On the other side, Alex went down to Mobile, Alabama, in the Senior Bowl. We'll find about uh, about that along with our mock draft. Back with more, this is the buffalodown.com podcast. This is the Buffalo Down Draft House podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icor and Alex Jones. And we got a little water. 
Welcome back to the BuffaloDown.com podcast. Brad the Bruiser, Ike Corn, and Alex Jones. Follow us on Twitter at Bill's Bruiser at St. Alex Jones. Alex, you got to go down to Mobile, Alabama on the Senior Bowl. Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, it was a great experience. Um, just getting down there, being around the scouts. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Um, and honestly, it was great getting to talk to a lot of the prospects and getting to know them as people. Um, we have some interviews that we'll be running once a week going forward. And so um, I grabbed a lot of the top guys, and I was ha- uh, happy to do that. Yeah, I know one of the interviews uh, we're featuring this week here is uh, Alex Pratt. Talk about your uh, conversation with a kid from Humboldt State. Uh, yeah, Alex Kappa is a real. He was really showed strong at the Senior Bowl. Um, he's a mean, mean right tackle, really physical, bumped between guard and tackle. So you, he could be a swing guy, which is a good thing to have. You know how much McDermott loves versatility. Um, but, you know, just watching some of his tape, yeah, he's playing kind of smaller guys. But in all honesty, uh, he, he blocks just nasty. He really blocks uh, just real strong. How did it feel to get back out on the field and play a little more football? Yeah, it was fun. It's been a little while, so it was just fun to come out here and play, compete with everybody. I love doing it. So, so uh, you know, going forward to the senior role, what would you like to show teams that you're, you're great at field? What's your greatest asset as a lineman? Uh, just when I'm physical, I like to finish. Uh, everybody's out here because we're good and we all like to compete, so I like to take that to the next level and really play physical football. So uh, if you had your choice out here, would you be uh, you still uh, willing to mix it up in the one-on-ones of the defensive line, even though it's a little more advantageous for them? Oh, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Well, we, we all know that's a defensive job, but it's still fun to go out and compete and do it for sure. And so uh, what would you say for someone, uh, a lineman looking to get better uh, going forward is something that they could focus on? You just got to invest time in the weight room, really. Invest time mentally and really, really physically preparing your body to play at uh, high level. And um, so, you know, uh, this is Bill's podcast. I got to ask, what do you think of, have you heard of Bill's Mafia? Bill's Mafia? You got to educate me a little bit. So we're the, we're the, I've seen some stuff. Yeah. I've seen some stuff. So, so we're, we, get a, we get a name for being a crazy fan yeah. base. Uh, but we also do a lot of good in the community. So crazy yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's also a lot of good in the community, a lot of charity work. Um, so if you, you know, what do you think of when you think of uh, Buffalo Bills? Yeah, you, you definitely see all the fans going crazy, especially lately, especially this year. It's been cool. Uh, it just seems like it's a really fun place to play, a really cool environment, it seems like. And so what's one part of your position that you think, uh, you know, may, fans may not know about, but something that's really important to being either a tackle or an offensive lineman in general? Yeah, I'd say just the technique really. Uh, might look like just a bunch of big guys getting after it, but there's a lot of uh, intricacies to go into it and a lot of little stuff that's important. All right, so final question. And so I think he would be a good fit for the power run scheme that Brian Dable's bringing in. He's going to need to work a little bit on – uh, his pass technique, he was getting beat off the edge by speed rushers uh, quite a few times. And so uh, throughout the week in one-on-ones. So I think that may be the part of his game he needs to update most is feet, footwork, just getting outside in the pass set, getting deep enough where you're not getting beat around the edge. I think great. I think third round, um, our third round, our third round, uh, 31st overall pick would probably be the best spot for him. Who else did you notice or stood out to you while you're uh, during your time at the Senior Bowl in Mobile? I'll tell you what, I got a man crush on Dimitri Flowers. His dad was a first-round pick of the Buffalo Bills, Sam Flowers, um, linebacker, and which I didn't know until I talked to him, actually. Um, and so, um, you know, I think it's going to be uh, – he's somebody who I think the Bills would 
just honestly like it would he could he would destroy if he came here he can run he's sort of like um darwa of the giants he's a he can be a power i think he personally he could be a power running back at this level um and also tyrell crosby out of oregon really impressed me this week um he had a strong week of practice these blocks very strong quick on his feet used to playing at that in the oregon system and so i think that uh he would be a good fit uh for the bills at either right tackle or left tackle all right, let's go ahead and segue into our mock draft here this week on the BuffaloDun.com podcast as we get set to lead into the Super Bowl, but we'll kick off a, a mock draft here. Alex, lead us into it. All right, so in the first round, um, we'll do two mock drafts, one where we trade up and one where we don't trade up. I have the Bills trading up with the Indianapolis Colts, and they exchanged both of their first-round picks this year and a uh, and Cordy Glenn and a second round pick next year for um, for the third overall pick. I have them going Sam Darnell in the first round. In the second round, I have them drafting Will Hernandez out of UTEP. Um, mean, real mean guard, uh, blocks really well. Um, and I also have them drafting Christian Kirk, wide receiver, out of uh, Texas A and M. Third round, I have them picking up at the aforementioned Alex Kappa out of Humboldt State. Um, fourth round is um, a linebacker, Mike McCray from Michigan. He's a good guy and uh, really good in the run game. And honestly, he plays uh, he plays not super fast, but he plays well enough where he'll be a special teamer and maybe a core contributor in special teams. Somebody, a guy who comes in during... Um, during rotationals um in the fifth round i have us taking akram wadley out of iowa running back he runs very similarly to shady mccoy um he's good out of the backfield he's good receiver and uh also in the fifth round i have us taking marcel aitman out of oklahoma state big body receiver um somebody who can go downfield and get the ball all right, that is our mock draft this week here on the Buffalo doc, uh, BuffaloDown.com podcast. Brad the Bridge right corner and Alex Jones as uh, we get set to hit the offseason. But first off, it's the Super Bowl here. Uh, are you like me? Are you rooting for the Eagles this weekend? I'm rooting for the Eagles, but I, I got to be honest, Brad. It's a, I mean, I know the Patriots are going to win. The Eagles are going to make a good shot of it. They're going to make a run at some point. It's going to look like they're going to pull ahead. And then the Patriots are just going to do what they always do. They're going to come back in the fourth quarter. They're going to win it, and they're just going to take it. Yeah, I think the name of the game is keep Tom Brady off the field. If they can get a good run game going, um, that's going to be vital to their success because the more time that they can they can take advantage of time and possession and keep you know probably the best quarterback of our generation or possibly of all time off the field, that's their their best chance of winning this game is keeping Tom Brady off the field as much as possible. I completely agree with you, Brad. Um, if Nick Foles can rack off a few long, long drives, uh, I, I think they I think they have a real shot at winning. I don't think they're going to, but I think they have a real shot at it. You know, it's probably not fair to compare. You know, 
the Brady to uh, Nick Foles to, let's say, Brad Johnson, Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon, clearly the better quarterback between the two. But I, I, I guess it f- almost feels like that type of matchup here. But, I mean, there's been plenty of teams that didn't have a great quarterback that have won a Super Bowl, i.e. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Brad Johnson. You can also mention uh, Trent Dilfer and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, there's a lot of other quarterbacks, I'm sure, out there that you could name that weren't that good. But, uh Tom Brady is the best of the best. And any Super Bowl I've watched that he's won, I'm just saying when, when a team has taken the lead, I said you left too much time on the field, you didn't run the clock enough, Tom Brady is going to get out and he'll just pick you to shreds. I knew it was going to end that way uh, with the lead for Jacksonville and there's so much time left. I said, yep, Tom Brady is going to come out and he's going to just shred them because that's what Tom Brady does. And I hate it. I hate it to death. But that's what he does. He's the best. Yeah. Honestly, 0.0.1 is too much time to give Tom Brady. Couldn't agree with that anymore. Um, Where do you see the Patriots going? If they can go ahead and win another Super Bowl here, do you see the Patriots continuing the success they've had? I mean, everyone, the whole gang's intact, minus their coordinators. Who are, let, let, let's face it here. How many coordinators from the Patriots have succeeded on their own? I'll say Bill O'Brien, and that's the only one I can think of. Uh, yeah. I, pro- I mean, if you look at Porcel's Browns coaching tree, it's a lot of guys. Um, I can't name – without looking at a list, I couldn't tell you who out of them. But in all honesty um, – his his Browns coaching tree is very very impressive. But um, just looking at his Patriots coaching tree, Charlie Weiss has been terrible just about everywhere he's coached. I don't care if Josh McDaniels get another shot as a head coach. I don't think he deserves it. He was awful as a head coach of the Denver Broncos, uh, among many reasons. Um, you know, Romeo Crennel never really did anything at the head coaching. He got fired in Cleveland. He was not good in Kansas City. A job that he inherited. Uh, Eric Mangini wasn't any good. Um, there's been such limited success, and we talked about it before. It sounds like uh, Mac Patricia is going to be the head coach of the Lions. I can't think of a guy in this league that looks any more less of a head coach than Matt Patricia, and a guy who's never known another professional organization in the NFL other than the Patriots that I can't imagine that he's going to succeed along with Josh McDaniels with the Colts. Um, I, I think Patricia will have learned enough where he could in theory, go for it. I mean, to be honest, I think he learned from Bill. I think McDaniels has learned this, you know, you need to be a little more relaxed with guys. Yeah, you can ride them a little bit, but in all honesty, I think he, that was his big issue in Denver was that he was like, I need to be the boss. I need every say on everything. And Belichick, yes, he does have say on everything, but it's in a different manner where it's not so in your face about it. He understands what it takes to to win here. But at the end of the day, do you see much change going on with the Patriots? I, I really think Tom Brady is not going to retire anytime soon. He's found the fountain of youth. I don't I don't know if Tom Brady's going to retire, but I feel like Belichick's going to retire. Do you think if they win a Super Bowl, he would retire after this year? I, I would not be shocked. His legacy's a little cemented. He, he played very, uh, you know, he's done a lot. And I think it honestly is one of those times where he might just look to hang it up um, just because, um, you know, he's got so much going forward. He, he, he has honestly cemented his legacy so much. And I just think that he, he really just doesn't have anything left to do. 
I think he feels like he's getting pushed out of power by um, by the crafts and, you know, basically being allowed, not allowed to do what he wants with the team. And so I think after the season, he may be done if they win. They do win. Um, he retires. Who becomes the next head coach? Is it a guy like Josh McDaniels, or do they decide to go outside the mold and bring in someone outside the box? I'd say they'd probably go in-house, and I could see probably Josh McDaniels taking the reins. He's gone. He signed with the Colts. He's already signed a, he's signed a contract with the Colts. Is it official, or is it just that they can't announce until after the Super Bowl? I believe it's official. It's just they have to wait till the Super Bowl's over to officially announce it. Okay, so he's gone. So, so who do you see becoming the next head coach of the Patriots? Is it possible that we could see, you know, a Jackie Moon type situation where Tom Brady is uh, uh, a player coach out there? Probably not. But who, who do you see taking the reins of the Patriots? Should Bill Belichick decide to retire? I have no clue, in all honesty, because that that is a really tough one. Because I, I if if Belichick leaves, I could see a mass exodus of coordinators. I could see all of their assistant staff just being like, no, we'll just coach with Patricia and with um, with McDaniels and just a lot of the offensive and defensive guys getting shots, better shots than they would have been um, if a new coach came in. I have no clue. I'm trying to think of somebody who might. Maybe Pete Carroll takes another shot. That's what um, I was wondering. I... I don't know. Um, maybe they could talk Bruce Arians into coming out of retirement on mm. um, the coach with Brady. Um, but really, I just I don't see. I don't know who really would take the mantle over. All right, final thoughts as we uh, wrapped on the podcast. I know it's Super Bowl week here, but uh, let's give our final thoughts this week here on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I, I've been. I heard reports that the Bills have met with the majority of the offensive linemen. I talked uh, I have a couple sources who told me a lot of the offensive linemen have been spoken to. Uh, main ones are uh, Tyrell Crosby, Oregon, um, Will Hernandez, UTEP, uh, Alex Kappa spoke with the Bills. Um, just a lot of guys in there that um, that uh, they're definitely taking a long look. I know I noticed when I was at practice, Coach McDermott was spending a lot of time um, watching offensive linemen. Um, he was spending most of his time watching the O-line and the D-line. So it'll be interesting to see how they go forward with this draft process. Final thoughts here going into the Super Bowl? Uh, I'm hoping with all hope that the that the Eagles can pull it out, but I, just history shows us, you know, those who, those who fail to study history are doomed to repeat it. I'm rooting for the Patriots to lose very, very hard. Uh, my folks live out near Philadelphia, so I'll be rooting for the Eagles, but I think Patriots will win this one. I'm going to say 28-17. What's your score prediction in this one? I think it's going to be a little bit closer. I think it's going to be... I'm going to say uh, 31-35. All right. Could be very, very close as well. I hope so. I hope Philadelphia wins this one. My final Bills thought for the week is I really don't think that Tyrod is the uh, the answer here. Um, that I wouldn't mind if they wanted to take you know a, a minimal, if possible, contract with the Sam Bradford or uh, you know a Case Keenum just you know just for a year just to give some of the reins because Peterman is not the answer. And you know I I think Tyrod I like Tyrod and I think he could succeed in the right offense. And we'll see what they decide to run with this new coordinator. Coming in from Alabama after uh, uh, 
couple stints as offensive corner, I believe, with the Dolphins and the Bears. So we'll see what the Bills decide to do this offseason. It's going to be a fun one here, but looking forward to the Super Bowl and should be uh, hopefully a good game this year, and we'll uh, get into a, a big offseason here in 2018. Yeah, really excited to get into the offseason this year. It's going to be a fun one. And, of course, the year that the draft is in Dallas, I'm leaving Dallas and moving to Louisiana, so I might have to make the four-and-a-half-hour drive back here uh, just to take part in the uh, 2018 NFL draft. That that would be awesome, Brad. We could then have wall-to-wall coverage. Exactly. That's what we're going to have to plan on. All right, well, that's going to do it for this edition of the BuffaloDown.com podcast. Like we said, follow our work on Twitter at BuffaloDown, at Bills Bruiser, at St. Alex Jones. Read our work here at BuffaloDown. You can also like us on Facebook.com slash BuffaloDown. For Alex Jones, I'm Brad the Bruiser Icorn. Go Bills. This has been the BuffaloDown.com podcast, part of the Fan Sided Sports Network. In our street media production.